Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. I have my good friend David Neal here with us today, and a lot of people don't know this. Uh, I'm trying to make it more widely known. David not only runs his own consulting company, he's a certified coach here with RSM, so he coaches a lot of our clients as well. So if you want to work with David, you listen to this episode and you're like, hey, I really want to work with David now, uh, just let me or David know. We'll get you hooked up and get going, but uh, we'll I'll stop the sales pitch there. And I'll, I'll let David, I'll let you take over. Over and uh, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing. Well, good morning. How are you, Mike? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing <clears throat> awesome, man. It's good to be with you. Yeah, good to be with you. You know, I I really feel like uh, I'm coming in from the front lines and and meeting with headquarters because I've been working knee deep with small uh, businesses. So so my specialty, my background is I worked for three 8A companies, uh, all graduated successfully. I've been in the consulting business now for about six years, about a year and a half, I guess, with with Game Changers and with you all and the last few months helping your clients. So it's been really, really wonderful. Of course, at the end of third quarter, getting ready for fourth quarter for the federal government. And I think out of my clients, we've got one sole source contract already in. We're working on a few more. And so if you are a small, economically disadvantaged you know, business, woman-owned, service-disabled veteran, hub zone, 8A, uh, Native American, love to work with you love to work with you and now's the time and like you said oh, you, yeah. you, you've been you've been working with us for a while now and you were in the game changers book so game changers Correct. for government contractors the book you wrote a chapter in there uh, a, a great chapter uh, about this topic actually yes and yes. so uh we're going to dive a little bit deeper today and you know when it, it, it's very interesting to me because when I look at people with a status, regardless of what the status is, SDVOSB, EDSO, you know, there's so many letters. I almost got mixed up there, right? The yeah. economically disadvantaged small business yeah. and, and all those different ones. Um, you know, a lot of people will come to me as well and say, well, I don't have a status. 
You know, I don't, I'm not a veteran. I'm not a this, I'm not a that. I'm like, they yeah, but still you're still small. small. Business. You're still small, yeah. right? Small. So there's small. still an opportunity to go after some stuff using the small business status. And I think, I, I know we're going to talk a little bit about everything today, but that's one that I wanted to highlight up front because a lot of people totally dismiss that as a status. And so I don't know if out of the gate you have some tips about that one, because I know that's, a, that's a, just a gap out there for a lot of folks. So this is what small businesses need to really understand. The government has what they call a set-aside program. And so they take a certain amount of money, a lot of money, <laughs> yeah, and they will set it aside for small business. So that's the number one category. So right there, you have eliminated competition from competing then with large businesses. So we're talking, you know, millions, billions of dollars, right, in this pile of money that is set aside for small business. Now, within that small business, of course, they're going to carve out sections of money for the 8A, for the woman-owned small business, for hub zone, for service-disabled veteran and veteran-owned small businesses. But there is a huge chunk just for small business. So if you are a small business and you don't have any other status and you still want to sell to the federal government and you don't want to compete with the big boys, uh, there is a category just for you. You do not, and let me repeat that, you do not have to have a status as long as you are a small business, there's still a chunk of money out there that you can go after. Yeah. I didn't know this, you know, years ago when I started in the business, I always thought that like when you looked at the statuses and everything and and I thought I heard small business I thought okay a couple million bucks and when you look at some of the NAICS codes that number's 30 million dollars 35 oh, yes. million dollars yes. so you could be a small business in your NAICS code doing 10 20 million dollars depending on the NAICS code so exactly. you really have to know what that is and then there's others where it's like 5 million <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, well, and, and then you cross over. So, well, and there's, you know, this is where you really got to be smart and do your homework. It sometimes it's employees that's going to qualify you for a small business. Sometimes it is the dollar amount. Right. So you're exactly right. Each of those NACE codes have employee count and dollar count. So in other words, though, they have created this this gap, this room for small businesses to go get government contracts. They've done it before you and I were around and the program is still here and it's right. still existing. So our goal, my goal, my business, your business is to help those small businesses get those dollars. And we've been working, you know, I've been working in this for almost uh, two decades now. So that's, that's what my goal is. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, it's to help a small business uh, get a contract. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, our topic today is about maximizing your status. And I think this is really one of the first steps here is even knowing what your statuses are. And again, for that, that business that's listening out there and says, well, I, I don't qualify for anything. Well, if you're just starting out, you probably do. And I, I talked to a business earlier in the, the spring and they came to me and said, well, you know, we don't think we qualify for anything. And I started looking, and I said, well, your primary NAICS code that you just told me you do business under is small up to 35 million. But the NAICS code that you have listed as your primary NAICS code is 15 million. So number one thing we need to do here is flip that in your profile. Exactly. Because that was just the, and it was somebody was filling out their profile, had to put in a NAICS code, 
put one in for one of their services. And I'm like, that's what's limiting you right now because you think you're not small because somebody arbitrarily dropped this in and it's not even your primary service. <laughs> so let's flip that around. Now yep. you got all yep. this room and you know, there's the, the year qualifications changed too. It used to be a three-year average. Now there's a five-year average. And so we're looking at the five-year average, like you guys definitely qualify for this. In, in fact, you qualify on both NAICS codes on this one, but it's just knowing some of those little things where you think you're disqualified. And so you're, you're defeated before you even start fighting. And so I think that that's a key thing. Um, you know, when it comes to trying to maximize my status, what are the the, the three or four things, and we'll, we'll take them one by one. What are the three or four things that you typically recommend when you start working with a client? If we can gain leverage, if we can get a status, a woman-owned, uh, a Native American, uh, a veteran-owned, you know, um, if we can look at the 8A program, those are some of the first things that we look at. Is the ownership, is it, is it a single owner? Is it multiple, you know, owners? Uh, that's one of the first things then we look at to, to gain an advantage. Uh, I think then the, um, number two is you really have to look at the NACE codes. And if you're just brand new to selling to the federal government, you know, the federal government, they don't buy a product like a, a copier or a printer or a phone system. They buy a six digit code. They buy a NACE code. 541611 is management consulting. You really need to know your NACE code. <laughs> and so you really need to know that. That that's vital. And then I think number number three, and we'll go back, you know, into all of these, but number three is you really need to know your competition. Mm. You really need to know your your market. You really need to know why would they stop buying from someone that they've been buying from for the last five, six, seven, eight years and buy from you. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. I, I think number four is then you need to really narrow it down to, okay, which uh, agency am I going to pursue or agencies? And there's so many. You really want to look at maybe four or five, and we can mm -hmm. get into that as well. But if you're just out there saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, if you're brand new, let's say, and you want to sell to the DOD, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you the DOD, they're the number one purchaser of goods and services. Yes, correct. But, you know, you might want to look at some of the other agencies, especially if you have some of those other statuses, interior, EPA, commerce, and so forth. You really need to do your homework or else you will be frustrated. It will be just like taking your head and hitting it against the wall. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I do think a lot of people hear that once you have your status money just going to rain down from the heavens, no, right? No, it's just going to rain no. down. And, and it, you know, even I having know. a status or yeah. like a GSA schedule, these things, it's a license to hunt. You, you've got to realize that you're standing in line. Now the line is shorter. The line is shorter, but right. you're still standing in line. You're one of X amount, you know, number. The goal is to get you to the front of that line yeah. at the agency that wants to spend money with you. And so there's ways of doing that. But yeah, you're, it's a, it's a ticket and yeah. you're standing in line. The line is, a, it's kind of like, uh, if you know, years ago when I took my kids to Disney World and you get the fast pass, you know, how you get yeah, the yeah. Fast pass. Getting your stats is like the fast pass. Now you're didn't. You still got to stand in line yeah. <laughs> instead of 45 minutes. It might be 10 to 15, but yeah, you know, that, that's, that's that's what having the status is like. Yeah, that, that, that's a good analogy there, you know, because uh, I, I think it's very similar to that, but still the wait. You know, there's still you still got to wait your turn and, and everything. And I like the idea you threw out there about, hey, yeah, DOD is the biggest spender, but there's all these other agencies that are buying stuff and the line is shorter. I think that's a that's a good one as well to at least get some past performance. 
you know, I'll tell you just a you know over the last few months, been working with the client. They're a, a hub zone and an 8A, and we we looked at an agency you know that's not not sexy, right? Not too popular or anything. Uh, we had uh, an email and then a phone call with the contracting officer. Well, the contracting officer uh, looked at the client as the purple unicorn, right? 8A hub zone that did this type of work in that NACE code. You know, $250,000 sole source contract, just like that, from an email and then a phone call. So, you know, if you can get to the front of the line, you can, and there are people out there that want to help you and that are looking for that. So you, you just got to be smart then about how you do that and how you approach that. Now, that that agency, I think I can say the name of the agency, the EPA, you know, who would have ever thought, wow, you know, the EPA, what, what do they do? You know, what, what are they right. all about? Well, they got money. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, you know, they got money to spend. And in that set aside program, now, of course, we carved out a sole source, uh, eliminated the competition, you know, answered the scope of objectives. So, you know, it, it's things like that, that monies are out there or at the end of the third and beginning yeah. of the fourth quarter. They've got this money. And, it, you know, if you're an 8A or if you're a woman owned and these opportunities are under $4 million, that's what we want to help our clients get that money. So that's a great story. It Could you... Tell us a little bit how you approach an agency and go down the rabbit hole of a sole mm, source. Yeah. Because I think that is for a lot of folks with any sort of status, that's the holy grail, right? That's oh, yeah. the thing they're all chasing is how do I do that? And it's like, if you've never done this sort of thing, I know there's a million questions people are saying, well, where do I even start with that conversation? Start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, number one, when I'm meeting with my clients, we've it, it's one of these things where the first start is the conversation that let's be happy with getting a contract. That that's number one. And if the contract is fifty thousand, two hundred fifty, five hundred thousand, a million, that's what we're going to be happy, and that's what we are going to pursue. And here's the, here's the reason why I, I say that your first contract's not going to be the ten, twenty, thirty million dollar contract. Right. Absolutely. So and, unless you're you know, uh, a Native American, Alaska Native company, you know, 8A. Uh, zone, every, or, like or, like yeah, you've got all, every, every type of source, yeah, every, everything right, you right. could get, right? Everything you could get. So that, that, that's number one. And so then as we start to look at the forecast of opportunities, now the forecast of opportunities is, is published and it, it's not a hundred percent accurate. It's not a, you know, it's more of a wish list from, right. you know, agencies, but they're going to put out there what they're looking for. So then, you know, you'll take a, a NACE code and you'll really look, scrub down on that forecast. It, and you might find five or six opportunities. Well, if you can take a couple, and this is my target range for, again, starting out with my clients, we're going to look at a million dollars and under, million dollars and under. Uh, it's something that we could really, really, really do. We've, we've got good past performance. We've got the confidence we can do it. Maybe we've got a partner in place. Okay, so we're going to do our homework. Well, then we're going to we're going to pursue then talking to small business uh, um, advocates within those agencies. We're going to try to uh, sometimes on those forecasts, they've got names listed out. We're going to do everything we can do to get in front of somebody and say, listen, we've done our homework. We know exactly what is on your wish list. We can do this. And here's the proof. We've got the past performance to do this. And and then what you're going to hope, there's a little hope here, is that something that's on that forecast is a real opportunity. Remember we said just a wish list. And then what you're going to hope is that it's been funded, right? You're going to, and if all those things, you know, come into play and they can, 
you know, work with you on those things. That's and if you're a again, there's two statuses, woman owned and eight A. If if you're in those categories and it's under four million dollars, they could do a sole source. Now, if you're a service disabled veteran or hub zone or some of these others, they can also narrow down, you know, that competition. But speaking specifically on those sole source, uh, that's those are the two the small business categories where you can really uh, get something a sole sourced you know to you directly now i just sum that up in just a few minutes that takes a lot of work that yeah. takes a lot of effort that takes a lot of understanding of each agency a lot of times we like to mix in there or, or know okay what are their small business goals are, are they hitting are they winning uh, are they are these agencies are uh, are small business friendly. I had mentioned Department of Interior earlier. You know, the Department of Interior historically has been not only hit their small business goals in all categories, I believe they're like 51% of their procurements are with small businesses. Uh, that's an agency that I have always had success with. That's yeah. an agency that I just love. That's not DOD, yeah. right? And so when you're looking at agencies, it's really good to know some of these agencies, they don't do, they're not hitting those small business right. goals. Right. And I, um, I, would, I would look at Department of Interior as one where you've got a history with it. You know, they're hitting it. it it's kind of like your secret fishing hole. Like you've yes. got this secret fishing hole. <laughs> and like it's it, every time I go there, it just works. Right. And yet not a lot of people come to it because they think it's off to the side over here somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And, and they're and they're not going after it. So I think that that's a really good one. I'm glad you brought that one up. Hopefully not everybody chases it and <laughs> ruins a fishing hole. But, you know, I, I would just say that about it. every time I call someone in the department they're so nice and I've yeah. noticed it's because they're awesome. you know they're just out sitting in a park one day that they don't have the, the stress of <laughs> but you know it, I'm just saying some of some agencies they each have their own personalities right, right? they each right, have right. their own and so uh, that's just one there's there's others right. there's, but, there's others but, but you know what I gotta jump in there on that one and say you're nice oh and, well. <laughs> and, and, and as a person though like you have you're you're one of the few people that when I talk to you man it's just sunshine and rainbows there's always oh. there's always something good going on no matter no matter what and you always have a smile on your face a great attitude and you're very friendly about it and and those aren't even like sales tactics those are just strategies for life and yet i think i don't want to discount that because i think you're a approach is so critical in making sure that the other person on the phone is comfortable and nice and all those kind of things. And, and you're not shoving things down their throat. You know, I've just, I've just watched the way you well, talk with people. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, and, I, and I, I love what I do. Yeah. And so, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I have a smile on my face because I know that they're done this now and the last 10 years has been wonderful. It really has. Because when I wake up in the morning, they, our whole podcast, what we're talking about right now, there's some business out there somewhere in one of the 50 states, and, and they've been struggling, and they've tried to pursue the federal government, or they want to pursue the federal government. We are here, I am here, you are here to help take that frustration away. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, but you and I, we know this business. And we're professionals. Right. And when you can help someone, a small business succeed, and get, it puts a smile on my yeah. face. So Heck yeah, I, it does. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I love hearing all the stories, you know, when a client pings me and says, hey, we just won a $3 million contract. Hey, we're, we just uh, are part of this $3 billion contract. Hey, yes. we just won this. Even if it's a $50,000 contract, some clients are just so excited about that. And it's a game changer for them. So it, it, it really is. does. It just makes me super excited to know that all these tips work and stuff. And so here's 
excellent. We touched on this a few minutes ago, and I want to circle back to it real quick. You're talking about um, the soul source. Yes. And a lot of people ask the question about, so what's the difference between a soul source and a set aside? You know, how? Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. what, what's, the, what's the key difference for our audience there? Okay, so uh, let's go back to something we said about that bucket of money that has been carved out for small businesses. And that program is called the set aside, you know, program. They're going to set aside a chunk of money. Okay. Uh, for small business. Now within small business, you have different categories, hub zone. We've mentioned mm-hmm. 8A, uh, woman owned service, disabled veterans, so forth. So those are considered just all set aside dollars. There are some contracts when you, when you are looking and when you're doing your homework that are small business And then they'll say, you know, a woman owned. So only a small business that's woman owned can compete on these contracts. So that's the set aside program, right? So that's the set aside program. Now, if we go a step further and we want to look at a sole source contract, that means the government has identified your company as a company that is uh, has the capability of fulfilling this contract. Now, again, if you're an 8A company or a woman-owned contract or woman-owned business um, and it's below $4 million, they can give you what's called a scope of objectives, an SOO. Once you get that and you fill that out successfully and you negotiate your finances and the contract with them, then you have eliminated all competition and they will not give you, but but then you can win that sole source contract. Now, I will say this, and I can say this with 100% confidence. I've never lost a scope of objectives. I've mm. never. I'm 100%. Because once they identify you in the, in, as the as a, as the winning firm or the firm that can fulfill this contract, it's it's yours. Yeah. Now you have to answer it successfully and you might go back and forth. You, you might, you know, you're going to negotiate on, on the dollar amount, but that's once you get to that point is you're not competing right with anybody else's you and the government. So you're sitting down and you're talking. I had one, <laughs> I had one contracting officer and, and she was so great. She was really great. This was on our second, this was our second scope of objectives contract that we've got. So our second sole source and we were feeling pretty good. So, you know, we, we priced it pretty high and now she can't tell us that we're priced high or, you know, she can't say that. I, I, but I asked her, I said, okay, you and I both love the Kansas City Chiefs. We're Kansas City. I said, there's Arrowhead Stadium. I said, am I in the parking lot? Am I in the stadium or, or are we out on I-70? <laughs> yeah. She said, you're out on I-70. We knew our pricing was yeah. high. You know, we, we we worked with it, but we knew that and we got the contract. We ended up, we did that kind of as a, this is a sales tactic, but you know, I say that to say that, you know, at that point, just, you can be a little humble. You know, you're going to get a contract. Yeah. You don't, have, you're, you're, you're not going to retire on that contract. We negotiated, there was some back and forth and, and it was fine. We, we, we got that contract. So that, that's the difference. That's the difference. The set aside program, right? Mm-hmm. Encompasses all small businesses, the sole source, the 8A and the woman owned small business. Now, again, if you're a service disabled veteran or if you're hub zone, you know, they're, they're going to work with you on that. They're going to eliminate competition 
I don't think they have official, you know, sole mm-hmm. source, you know, uh, program for that. But they'll they they will work with you. Uh, yeah. But again, you've got to bring something to the table, and you you can't just show up at the door and say, "You who we're a hub's own business or we're a service disabled yeah. veteran business, give us a contract." It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I appreciate how you said earlier, you know, doing your homework, go and look at the forecast, all those different types of things. Uh, do you have a recommendation on where you look for some of these forecasts? Because I know some of them have it published right on their website. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you can't find it on the website, where do you go? You, you know, um, things are, things have changed. I, I'm going to sound old for a second here. <laughs> you know, I used to love fed biz ops, you know, oh, and yeah. some of these other things. And now we we're into beta Sam and it seems like beta Sam switches every three months. Yeah. And now we're on Sam. Now, so. and Sam now, uh, Even yeah, though it's, it's Sam, it's still a beta in my mind. Cause it's always I broken. I know that's <laughs> Sorry, government, we're laughing at you, but yes, yeah. So, you know, do use that. But, you know, what I recommend is you go to uh, each agency. And this is now, this is some secret sauce here. You go type in any agency and use the words in the search tool procurement forecast. And you can find the procurement forecast of every agency. I, I don't know of an agency that doesn't have that published. And in fact, because of FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, mm-hmm. I think now you have to do some clicking and some digging on each of, of these, yeah. you know, see websites um i've got it say you know i can click into them I, i've got them saved yeah. you know and i've got i've been doing this now for so long and, and then and then you want to also then look at up the list of, of the small business specialists now so now that's a whole probably other podcast but yeah, yeah. i do love the small business specialists some people think they're just a gatekeeper but you know they've got goals and one of the things that i love you had mentioned this a little bit early when a client calls us or emails and says, Hey, you know, we just want a $3 million contract. But then when I can go back and talk to a small business specialist and say, Hey, just want to let you know that we won a contract and it was an 8A or it was a, maybe it was just a small business contract or, or whatever. They are doing their job as well. And then as a consultant, I've been in this business now, I, I've done that so much that you know I can pick up a phone now and call these folks. And that's what I do for my clients when we're looking, navigating, because I, I love to inform and keep in front of them mm-hmm. and let them know I'm not always here to take. I'm letting you know we're winning. Right. Uh, the, the, the one thing I will say about small business, and we've got a few of them, and some of these that you know who who they are. I won't mention any names, but two in particular. Uh, we've, we've, we have some people that even though their business is small, they've worked for government and they've worked for large businesses. They are so smart. Hmm. And sometimes I'm intimidated by how smart my clients are. No matter how smart they are, though, we're still figuring out how to sell to the federal government. But I say that, you know, there are small businesses out there that people have come from industry or people have yeah. create these things whether you're a woman-owned veteran-owned you know hubs on uh, don't ever discount business because you're small or you have a status or maybe you don't have a status don't ever discount you have something to offer and the government and this country and everything it runs not only on the large businesses but on those small businesses that are filling yeah. in those gaps um we, we've got a few clients my goodness the work that they are doing uh in strategy you know yeah. in implementation we've got some some clients that uh, have worked for some of these big agencies and and now they have their own business they they helped create some of these things that are going on within agencies so it is amazing to work with these small businesses. And then, you know, getting back to 
you know, the small business specialists and so forth, when I bring them to the table and then when they are hitting on these contracts and keeping the, the agency going, not only going, but mm-hmm. going light years ahead, a lot of that is done through small business. Right. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. And yeah, I know who you're talking about there. You know, <laughs> you know, we've got folks that, you know, we're not only working for government, they're working for large corporations that, you know, you would know the name if we said it. And then they spin off their own company, but then it's almost like, well, well what do we do? How do we talk to these people? And so that's where, you know, you come in a lot of times to work with a lot of the folks. You're, you're the guy on the team that, hey, if you've got a status, if you're in technology, you know, you're going to be working with David most likely because that's, <laughs> that's his specialty. Uh, you know, and, you it, know we've with this and i must you know we're taking on clients that are you know not just technology we're taking on and and that's a little bit of everything and that's what's exciting for me is uh, the doors of opportunity have really opened uh for a lot of small businesses because here at uh, federal access we're taking the view of if you if you're small if you have a status come work with us and yeah. we'll, we're, we're going to get you through the door no matter, you know, yeah. what business you do. And, you know, I really appreciate that about you all is, you know, we're opening our arms to small business. Yeah. You know, you, you, you could do this. You could build a, a widget here or do this over here. And we're going to take you in and we're going to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been amazing. You know, a lot of people suffered through COVID and we really thrived through it because a lot of people <laughs> had time to step back and say, Hey, let's think about our strategy. There's a lot of things we can't do. So what can we do? And so a lot of people in that realm of, Hey, I've got a status. I'm a small business. I need to figure this out came and said, Hey, help us. We can't navigate this. And, you know, you were instrumental uh, with that in, in helping us through all that. that stuff. And, you know, it's, and the government never shut down. The yeah. They, ne- they never shut down. And, money. And, right. Yeah. It just kept going. And, and so, you know, it's, it's been an interesting journey the last, I guess, two years now to just watch what's been going on in the government and in small business, particularly in, in the growth that, that we're seeing there. So if, if you could leave folks with one thing about maximizing their status, what's the one one thing that you would leave them with um <laughs> i know i know one is hard but oh boy it is hard you, you know I, I might i might ramble here for a second but if you want to eliminate competition i'll, I'll start with that you know maximize your status if you really want to eliminate competition uh, you know case in point those few clients that we were referring to uh, even just a few minutes ago there aren't a lot of woman-owned small businesses that do what they do there aren't a lot of service disabled veteran-owned businesses that do what they do. And because of that, our talks and our conversation, we've escalated quickly, quickly. And when, and so I, I would just say that, that um, if you want an edge in business, then maximize your status. Native American, 8A, woman-owned small business, veteran-owned hub zone. If you've got those, that status, and you've got a, a successful business, and you think you can sell to the federal government, you, you've just eliminated competition, not only from large businesses, but even within the set-aside small business program, you've now eliminated that down. So I, I think that's the, the number one key. I, I think number two, then, is be smart. If you don't work with us, work with someone who knows the federal government because you can be smart about your business all day long uh like i said sometimes i you and i we're intimidated we we mm-hmm. talk about these clients yeah we're intimidated how smart they are but they don't know how to sell to the federal government and that's the reality and so 
when you combine that with a professional, with someone, with a consultant, a coach who knows then how to do it, well, that's a powerful horse. So you've eliminated competition and now you maximize your selling potential to the federal government when you realize I'm going to, I need a coach. I need a consultant. I need someone to help me then pursue it. You put those two things together. I think the last six months, the people that we are working with, the reason they've accelerated their business to this point, uh, the reason why a few of them are looking at potentially getting some of these million dollar contracts right now, they they will all testify and say, it's because we did those two things. Yeah. Put that together. And so, yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I would say it, it's, there's too many times I talk to people and th- here's some of the things that I hear. One is, yeah, we could get this status and this certification, but I don't know how much that would help. So they don't pursue it. When in reality, like you just said, it, that's maximizing your certifications, their statuses, whatever you want to call it, by getting everything that you can. The other one is they will do the opposite of that. And they'll get all these statuses, they'll go get their 8A, and they have no clue about what they're wow. doing. And so you've started a clock on something that you can't stop and you don't know what you're doing. And so for those companies, <laughs> it's really, really important to, to get the strategy down sooner than later because the clock is ticking. And so if I could urge people to do one thing, it's if you're looking at your business right now and you have any sort of status or you would qualify for a status and you're not you either don't have it or you're not maximizing it. And by not maximizing, it means you're not winning or when you're winning, it has nothing to do with that. That means you're not maximizing it. So if that's you and you're frustrated, you need to work with someone sooner than later. And I don't care if it's the PTAC. I don't care if it's us. You need to work with, you need to realize, and I think this is hard for people that are smart. So it's very hard for people that are smart to say, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. I'm a smart guy. And sometimes it's hard for me and and Josh, we're both smart guys. It's hard for us to sometimes say, I don't know. But I think that is really one of the best traits of a leader is to say, I don't know. I'm really smart at my thing, but there's somebody smarter at this particular, you know, marketing or positioning or or federal government. There's somebody I need to bring either on the team or consult with or whatever who can show me this. And then you'll run with it because once we show people this stuff, then they run with it and they'll come up with ideas I never even thought of, but it's just kind of showing them the way. It's kind of like the the student will become the teacher, but but at some point you You've got to have a teacher. And so that'll accelerate <laughs> well, it. Case in point, case in point, we have a client. Um, he's waiting to get his 8A status. Well, we've been working together now oh, about a month or two months. I'm putting things in front of him and we have started this like marketing and we're going after things because he knows and I've told him once you get that 8A status, you've got nine years. The clock has started. We're not going to wait. We're going to get your name out there. We're going to introduce you to people that you need to be in front of. And then step two was once you get your 8A notification, we'll be going back to them and saying, now we've got it. Now we got it, yeah. So we're not waiting with our clients. We're, We're, we are, and he's smart. He's a genius. And every time I think we've had a session, he'll always say, I learned something new. Yeah. Or he'll say, I've been working with Ferguson, I never knew this. Yeah. So that's a perfect example. I can't do what he does, neither can you. You know, I can't yeah. build software and do these things. But we're helping him and whenever he gets that 
notice he's already game 50 on. steps ahead yeah he's 50 steps ahead of the people who are just sitting there waiting he's even ahead of the people who have their 8 day status and like you said are just sitting back waiting for a contract yeah yeah and, you, you, and, and that's yeah. frustrating in a lot of ways and and the the ones who have it and are sitting back waiting and the ones who are saying well my paperwork has been filed so i'm gonna sit here quietly in the corner and wait and once mm-hmm. i get my approval then i'm gonna rock and roll and i know yes, no I mean, we just we did a, a podcast last year with Melissa Peterson. I don't remember what number it is, but it was about how she got her 8A. And like, I think it was within two weeks of getting her 8A, she won this $15 million contract or whatever value it was. It was in the multi-millions. And she was like, I positioned that contract for a year and a half because I knew the 8A was coming. I knew it was coming. And I had been positioning that. And so there's so much work you can be doing. And so, like I said, I don't want this to sound like an infomercial for coaching with us just yeah. anybody sometimes you just need that outside support from a company like ours your PTAC, someone out there that you trust that can help you accelerate because the thing that i find with small businesses is a lot of them are hoping and not working towards their goals. And <laughs> and if you're in that situation where you're not actively every day doing something towards getting that next contract, you're in the hope mode and that is not going to work. It's so not going to work. I sold copiers up and down the street and I had a great you poor thing. General manager. <laughs> the guy, I never forget this guy's name was Rod Dinzer. I never forget that guy. And he said, uh, hope is not a strategy is for not success. A hope is and, not a strategy. and, you know, when you're when you're selling copiers and you got a, a monthly quota that you got to hit, you can't just hope yeah. that somebody's going to buy a cop. So I go back to when I so, you know, there's the David Neal, the government, you know, Dave Neal. But I've been in sales. Yeah. In technology, I've sold copiers, phone systems, software, dialers, you name it. Yeah, good times. There, There is a way to sell those things and position yourself on those things. So, you know, that's the other part of the, the angle. I'm not just a government guy. I've sold in technology. Yeah, yeah. And so, you, you know, we got to put on the sales hat, yeah. you know, sometimes. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I've, I, I've been there. Hope is not a strategy yeah. for success. I have never forgotten that statement. Yeah, no, and that, that's so true. And I did the copier thing for a while and I was like, Ooh, that's brutal. That's brutal. But uh, you know what? I I loved it because you know um, I was very successful at it, and I I walked into a a business one day, sold them a copier. They took the paperwork, pushed aside, put paperwork in front of me, and said, "Okay, sign here." Because if you can do that to us, we want you to sell phone systems and our software, (laughs) and and that just led to the next job and led to the next job. So that's awesome. uh, yeah, it was good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, thank. It's been a great conversation today well, I about love this. It. Thank there, you, buddy. There's so many little nuggets on here. If you do want to work with David or anybody on the team, you know how to reach me. I'll get you in touch with David. Get you set up, rocking and rolling. Uh, you know, if you've got a status and you're not utilizing it, now is the time. The only the better time. time to get in the business was yesterday. So, <laughs> so that that's it. So, uh, so thanks again. I appreciate you coming Mike, on, David. Always. Thank you. We'll have you thank on again. Thank you. Wish you all the best. And if you're out there, if you need us, please give us a call. Thank you again. And let's just keep rocking and rolling, Mike. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash Game Changers.